But joining me in the studio right now is the Lord Mayor of Darwin, Convat Scarless. Good morning to you, Con. Good morning, Kate. In the beautiful dry season day out there. Oh, it's still a little bit warm, but it's no, no, beautiful this morning nonetheless. Was beautiful. It was gorgeous. But, <laughs> but probably by four o'clock will be humid. <laughs> now, Con, uh, the city of Darwin has delivered the first post-pandemic budget and it's headlined by a $60.5 million capital program. It has also seen that those rates are going to go up somewhat, 4.5% on average. Talk us through firstly that capital program. Now, I'll talk to you first through the rates and okay. then the capital program. I don't now, mind. We'll get to our, both. Our, our rates every year, we actually wanted to increase by 3% in the past three, four years. In the pandemic, we didn't increase the rates at all. No. The year before, the year before this one, we increased by 2.5%. Unfortunately, we can't keep the rates low. I mean, I know the cost of living is going up. Unfortunately, the cost of living go up for the council too. Concrete costs much to use. Still costs much to use. We've got labor pressure, so we have to increase the rates because we have to present a balanced budget as required by the legislation. What does it mean, Con, in terms of the average amount that it will go up for the everyday Darwin resident? Well, it's not going to mean much. About dollar fifty a week, uh, ninety-three dollars. Uh, a year. So it's not significant amount of money, but you make a difference because I'm pretty sure that if I close one of the libraries to save money, people would be up in arms, especially if I close one of the childcare centres. Well, I don't want to do that one. Look, I think people understand that, um, particularly given the fact that for the last couple of years there hasn't been that rate increase during the pandemic, that there would be a rate increase. Um, but I just wonder what kind of impact it's going to have on some, that $93 a year. Are there sort of, um, are there uh, discounts or are there different ways that for our pension and some of those people that are maybe doing it a little bit tougher, are there, are there we, rebates for we, them or what's the go for them? We always have... A re, if people got difficulty paying their rates, uh, they come to us and we discuss with them what they can pay, we create a plan. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, we never had a problem. Never, ever, very few people, Mr. and Mrs. Average does not have a problem with the rates. It's sometimes the big developers that are behind paying their rates rather than you and me because people, they're planning, they're budgeting, and they're paying. You can pay up front or you can pay in, in installments. Um, or even better, what I do every fortnight, I put money towards my rates. End of story. Con, let's talk about this Capital Works program. So $60.5 million capital program. What is that money going to be invested on? It's going to be invested in really everything around town. If you go, if, look, the plan will go out today. Yep. I've got four pages from point, page 46, uh, 45 to 50 with capital works. And on top of it is the Casarina swimming pool, which is $25 million. Yesterday, we had a presentation by the three tenders, what they want to deliver with this money. Casarina, uh, yes, it takes time, but it's not something you go and pick up in Ikea and you put together. It has to be planned. It has to be constructed. It has to be done properly. It's a lot of money. We've got a lot of money spent duplicating Lee Point Road, spending money on the suburbs. My focus at the moment is, yes, we're spending a lot of money on the CBD, previous councils, but Mr. and Mrs. Average living in Nakara, Rapid Creek, Karama, what do they get back? Well, this time they're going to get upgrades in their facilities. They're going to get better lighting. They're going to get more trees in the gardens. They're going to get infrastructure. We're going to look after 222 parks we've got and 460 hectares of green space space, not to mention all these uh, sporting facilities, which are actually significant, and we maintain them because people want to play sports, and they like playing sports. We love sport. I love sport. But, Con, I'm sure that uh, we'll have plenty of listeners get in contact with us with their feedback uh, when it comes to uh, comes to uh, the budget.
budget, so we'll take those calls that and take those messages. That goes for 21 days for public consultation. Okay. People can write to council, email to council. Yep. We read all the emails, we take it to account, and then we'll come back to council to be accepted. Con, um, let's, uh, I've got a couple of questions from listeners here. There's one here. Uh, Shane called in for you. He, uh, he said, in Geelong, landlords get prosecuted if there's graffiti on their building. He says it took tourists around, he took tourists around Darwin and graffiti's everywhere. Should we be doing what Geelong does and, uh, and actually uh, prosecuting people if they don't get it cleaned up? Well, we have a program with the government, the Northern Territory government, and thanks very much for that, provide the granting now. If we see graffiti, we go and clean it up quickly. Uh, and we will continue to do so. And, and I already spoke with the government uh, that um, if the government provides us extra money, we can create the clean army that will go around and clean the area from rubbish and graffiti and everything else. And I got a really good positive response from the government. Um, there's one here that says, good morning and hello. Please ask the Lord Mayor when the two old demountables are going to be uh, cleaned up from uh, the long grasses opposite Kerry Holden, adjacent to Duke Street in Stewart Park. That's owned by Kerry Holden, from my understanding. Okay. It's the landlord's responsibility to clean them up. However, uh, I'll follow it up and we'll do exactly what we did the other. Send a letter to the landlord, clean it, or if you don't clean it, we clean it for you and we'll send you the bill. I'm pretty sure after that they will clean it very quickly. Con, lots of messages for you this morning. There's another one here. It says, a couple of weeks ago, the Lord Mayor said that they were cutting down trees at Jingley Park. Uh, they closed the Freshwater Road uh, off for two days a week, about a week ago, trimmed down a few branches and the mahogany trees right on the side of the road and then packed up. The trees are still remaining. They are a large danger to the houses on the opposite side of the road and anyone using the park. It's only a matter of time before a cyclone takes them out, says that texter. As I said before, we clean the trees and we cut the trees down that we deem to be re- to be dangerous. Uh, our arborists going there have a look at it. Now, if they're heavily trimmed, uh, probably will not uh, come down a cyclone, but I will go back, follow up why it's been trimmed and they haven't been removed, and I will let you know. Con, um, we know that throughout the week we've obviously seen a change in Chief Minister. Um, we are anticipating that there's potentially going to be a change in some of those portfolios as well. Um, uh, do you think that it's a positive move for, for the Northern Territory? I have the pleasure of knowing Natasha very, very well. Actually, Natasha worked for nearly four years in my office when I was a minister. Is a person who actually listens to people, takes into account what they tell her, uh, she quickly reacts is not never never uh, and I have to say that after my spiel about crime I received a phone call yesterday from Natasha who told me that she wants to meet with me and the other mayors to discuss to discuss the crime situation uh, and it's a good sign that means somebody realizes there's a problem and she wants to find a solution and I really appreciate that. So obviously the mayors are going to be meeting with uh, with the, the new chief minister by the sounds of it. Oh yes we will and we actually already written to hear about the situation and highlighted some of the issues here in Nile Springs and everywhere else. Listen, we've got a problem. Let's face it, we've got a problem. Crime, petty Is crime. Is it a crisis? It, well, I don't know if you call it a crisis because I remember the same thing happened with Casarina uh, gang many years ago until the then police commissioner stepped in and kicked their ass. Uh, sorry about the expression, but he, that, he did that yep. and we resolved. So we need police action, but at the same time, we need the police needs the backing of the government. Um, a lot of people say, oh, there is crime. Yes, there is crime, petty crime. Um, again, met with the Casarina 
um, owners, the new casino yep. owners. We work together now to see mm. how can we help them to minimize cri- crime, throwing stones and everything else. Yay. I hear the grapevine, they want to move the bus exchange to the trial road. Yeah, they'd mentioned that to me is on a air. stupid idea because myself and the new owners think, why you want to put a bus exchange next to the a licensed premises, the Casarina Club? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Look, I think at the moment as well, what we're experiencing when it comes to crime is it's it's sort of easy for us to go, it's petty crime or it's, you know, it's it's some of it's not um, uh, hugely terrible, but it's stuff that's impacting, you know, people's Absolutely. everyday lives. Like yesterday, we spoke to a, we spoke to the Northern Territory Police. They confirmed that one of our listeners who we'd spoken to the day before, she'd had her vehicle stolen, um, wound up that a 12-year-old was arrested after driving it off an embankment. You go, that's actually, like, it's, it is terrible. It's a terrible situation. But then, you know, you add to that even people getting in contact saying, Katie, I went to put petrol in my car, you know, had three girls approach them and threatened to bash them. Things like that that we just do not need. It's changing our lifestyle in uh, the Territory I for the worst. I absolutely agree with you. And I think we sometimes we might have to get tough to be kind. Uh, I would suggest that actually the government should have a look really because the crime committed by young kids. What is young kids doing out there? What are the parents doing out there? Where do they live? And the other thing is, these young kids seem not to have a future. We lock them in Dondale. Is this the best solution? How about we create a system where all these young kids, if they break the law, instead of going to be locked in watching television... They actually have to attend the school. Con- and if they attend the school and they get and they pass, then they can get out earlier than the, the sentence. So give them something, a future. How about some of the young boys go to like a apprenticeship, they learn to do something, get some future in their lives. You can't just sit there and say, oh, well, they're young big kids. So these are actually young kids now. They're going to be the young criminals of tomorrow. Con, if you had a wish list when it comes to some of the crime and antisocial behaviour that we are seeing right now, um, what would you like to see changed or what would you like to see happening? I would like to see more police on the street. I would like to see the police station back in Casarina Shopping Square like it was before. Uh, I would like to see, um, you know, not tolerate two, three, four, five times bail. Two strikes or you're out. I can't see it. Yeah, you make a mistake. We accept that one. But if you make it again, you don't get bail. You go somewhere. But as I said to you before, don't lock them up. Give them something to do. Uh, people talk about boot camps. Boot camps are all right, but they can't even read it right. How are they going to get the future? Let's give them an opportunity. And I have to say that Elfring was in the other side of politics. We did get along very well. But he did one good thing. Sentence to a job. That was a brilliant plan. This is something we should bring back online for the older criminals. But the young kids that actually don't have a future, send them to school, make them sit there and tell them, if you pass the mark, then instead of sitting there six months, you might come out a month earlier. Uh, something to give them a future. Well, Colin, let's wait and see uh, how it all goes under the new Chief Minister's leadership. We appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for uh, having a, a chat to us. To we'll talk here. to you very soon. And I'm very passionate about our city. And if I say something is, yes, my plans are not perfect, but at least somebody comes up with ideas. Well, Colin, we appreciate you coming in and having a chat to us about